0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Today I want to talk more about children. Are they the governments or are they yours? Or was I wrong in something I said last week when I suggested that they're my kids, they're not the governments? Maybe, just maybe, they're not mine after all. Maybe I'm just a custodian of what's God's. Something to think about. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning, and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. Today's topic is children and who owns them. Now, I know if you listened last week, you know I've already covered this topic. The reason I'm going back to it again is someone challenged me on Facebook, and I think he's right. He challenged me to think more deeply about this because I've been arguing over and over again that... They're my kids. They're not the government's kids. It's your son. It's your daughter. It's not the state's son or state's daughter. And I've really raised a fuss over this judge in Maryland who ruled the opposite and said that the schools, your government schools, can hide information from you if your 12-year-old daughter wants to transition. They can truck your daughter off to a transition clinic and start injecting puberty blockers into her body, and they don't have to tell you. And I have a problem with that. I still do. I think they're absolutely wrong to take your child away uh, and, and hide such important information from you and do such things to your children without your knowledge. I think that's illegal. I think that's immoral. I think that's absolutely wrong, and I'll defend that and talk about it again on today's show. But at the end of the day, At the end of the day, was I right, am I right to argue that it's your child, not the government's, that you have ownership of your child, and that the government doesn't own your son or daughter? Am I right or am I wrong? Well, I had a guy challenge me on Facebook with something that I think makes sense. He's challenging me. Do you own the child? Is it your son or daughter? Or is this God's child? There's a difference, a big difference here. And I failed to draw that distinction last week. So after we take a break, we're going to talk about my, my point again as to whether or not the government schools have the right to hide things from you. And presuming unto themselves the ownership of the child and taking that away from you, the parent, should we fight against that? Yes, I think we should. But my argument fell short in some ways. I'm going to explain to you why and go back and read this Facebook friends note to me as the context for being a little bit more nuanced in the way I present this argument. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So, Last week, I shared with you this story uh, out of Maryland where this judge has ruled that the state owns your kids and you don't. Your son and your daughters are Uncle Sam's. They're not yours, according to this judge, according to this court, according to the public schools in Maryland. Rather than saying Uncle Sam's kids, I probably should say Father Mao's or Brother Stalin's, because really that's where we're going right now, in terms of this argument of the government, the state, the collective, owning the child, not the individual parents. So the judges say they don't belong to you, they belong to the state. And I I shared with you this, this report out of the Washington Post by Jasmine Hilton, I'm going to share it again. I want you to listen to this. But I want you to listen to it in the context of me agreeing with this Facebook friend who's challenging some of what I'm saying. He's not challenging all of it, nor am I resending all of it. I'm just suggesting that there's more to it. This is what Jasmine Hilton said in the Washington Post. A judge on Thursday dismissed a complaint against the Montgomery County School Board By parents who allege that the system's student gender identity guidelines violated their their state and constitutional rights. So the parents are saying, hey, you're you're violating our constitutional rights under the state and the United States Constitution. That's what moms and dads are saying in Montgomery County, Maryland. Uh, Jasmine Hilton goes on. Three parents who filed anonymously in 2020 against the Montgomery County Board of Education argued that the guidelines curtailed their ability to to direct the care and custody and education and control of their minor children. That's the quote. Now, I want you to lock into those words. To direct the care, custody, and education and control of their minor children, close quote. And they're doing this under the 14th Amendment. They're arguing that this is a violation of the 14th Amendment, okay? Okay. That, that's, that's the parents' claim. The parents said that the Montgomery County Public Schools and the guidelines for student gender identity were designed to work around parental involvement in a pivotal decision in the ch- child's life, and that the guidelines enable school personnel to allow children to transition socially to a different gender identity at school without parents' notice or consent. In the U.S. District Court for the District of Maryland, Judge Paul Grimm sided with the school board and the schools, sided with their argument that the guidelines advance the state's goal of protecting children's safety, the students' safety and privacy. So the judge is ruling in favor of the safety of the child and the privacy of the minor child, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, boy or girl, against the parents' custodial rights. So go back the language of the actual suit. The parents are saying that the guidelines curtail their ability to direct the care and custody and education and control of their minor children. The judge is saying, no, you you moms and dads, you're compromising the safety, and therefore the state is going to assume control, and custody, and care of your children. It's as if the moms and dads are beating their kids, abusing their kids, starving their kids in the basement, locking them in a closet with no food, and therefore the state is going to intervene and take those children away because of the abuse of the parents. It's essentially where the judge is going right now. The the judge actually says that the school board and the schools certainly have a legitimate interest in providing a safe and supportive environment for all students, including those who are transgender and gender nonconforming, And then the judge, Judge Grimm, concluded by saying this, all the guidelines are certainly rational, and they're related to achieving that end result. So, my point last week was to say this, you know, there you have it. You know, today's schools are teaching your sons and daughters that a female isn't a biological fact, and that it's perfectly healthy for a boy to pretend to be a girl. And when you level-headed mom or dad object, you're told to stand down. Because after all, your kids belong to the government, not you. Your children are literally owned by Big Brother in his re-education camps, otherwise known as your local public schools. That's what this judge is saying. And, And the message you're hearing is loud and clear. These children are ours. They're not yours. That's clear in this ruling, right? Now, I have a problem with that. I'm not backing off of that particular objection. Because what they're doing is they're taking their obligation as a government entity, in this case, government schools, they're taking their obligation to care for the physical safety of children, and they're turning it upside down. Good has become evil, and evil has become good. I would argue that it's good for the local school teacher. To blow the whistle, if Billy is coming to school every day with uh, bruises all over his back because someone is clearly beating him, or black eyes, or a broken arm, or the list goes on. If there's clear parental abuse, or abuse by somebody else, an uncle, or or any anyone else, an elder brother. If there's if there's abuse, if there's child abuse, I do believe, and I'm not arguing against it at all. I believe that this teacher and the school system should blow the whistle and call the police. That's a good thing, but they've taken good and they've made it evil. Now they're suggesting that a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, who is confused and who has been brainwashed by our culture to think that he's a girl or she's a boy, now they're saying that when that confusion reaches its apex, that you can as a teacher, as a principal, as a superintendent, hide that student's confusion from the parents because those conservative Christian parents or those conservative Jewish parents, etc. Or just those conservative parents that may not embrace any specific doctrine, but they're conservative. Conservative meaning they conserve the definition of gender identity. They believe that biology is a fact and that physiology is real and that genetics means something. They're, they're scientists. They actually believe in science. If you get a parent that's arguing that way and says, no, I don't want you monkeying with my child's sexual identity. That, that's a bridge too far. Stay out of that part of their life and certainly, certainly don't take them off to some, some clinic and have their physiology altered either chemically or surgically. They're 10 years old, my land. You tell me, the parent, they're not yours, they're mine. I stand by that to a degree. So when when the schools are teaching your kids the opposite of all this, and that it's perf- perfectly healthy for a boy to pretend to be a girl or a girl to pretend to be a boy, and you object, you're told to stand down, no, they're not your kids, they're our kids, they're the government's kids, they're the school's kids. Your children are literally owned by Big Brother and his re-education camps at that point. These public schools. The message you're hearing loud and clear is they're ours, they're not yours. And I don't want you to think that this is just a strange, the left's strange fixation on sex. And please don't go down this path of saying, well, Piper, you're the one with the fixation. I am not. I'm not the one bringing it up all the time. I'm responding to it because the left the progressives our culture is so fixated on sex that it just you can't get away from it everything everything every parade every every bit of legislation every bit of curriculum it seems is fixated on is fixated on this is 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 about their fixation on sex not yours not mine responding to it is not evidence of your fixation on this. Responding to it is just evidence of your responsibility to stand in the way of lunacy and say, wait a second, this makes no sense. So, But that's not what it's all about. These are the same schools that are teaching your kids to judge people by the color of their skin rather than the content of their character. These are the same teachers who claim that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is a product of white privilege. These are the same schools and teachers that Say the use of Socratic logic is racist. These are the smart people. The smart folks are telling your sons and daughters that our Constitution is xenophobic, America is systemically evil, and that capitalism is bad and that communism is good. These are the same people. And while the, all this is going on, your local school board is telling you that you have no right to know about or object to anything any of this garbage that they're teaching your progeny, your kids, the next generation. These people think that their moral authority supersedes yours if they literally truck your 12-year-old daughter off to some crackpot gender transition clinic to get puberty blockers injected into her body. They're they're ideologues. They, They think it's none of your business if your son, who is too young to get a driver's license, wants to surgically remove a fully functioning organ from his body. (laughs) They're demagogues. They're delusional demagogues who are aiding and abetting minors to live a lie rather than pursue the truth. And while they're brainwashing your kids into parroting this nonsense about America being an exceptionally bad place rather than an exceptionally good country, they're literally butchering your kids in their grisly game of sexual nihilism. They're butchering them, carving them with scalpels, Removing healthy organs, injecting chemicals into their body to stop them from maturing properly. And then when you raise your hand and object, these arrogant oligarchs tell you to butt out and be quiet. And stop acting like you have any say in the matter in the first place. Now, I disagree with that overreach of the government. And I'll stand by that. Everything I said just right now is spot on in my view, except, I'll get to it in a second, ownership of the kid. Now, I, I cited Rod Dreher, and I want to I want to hit this again before I get off this topic. Rod Dreher deals with all of this in his book, Live Not by Lies. A, a Great quote. I want you to listen to this quote again. In his book, Live Not by Lies, Rod Dreher summarizes where we are in this in this whole thing right now. And he he basically refers back to China. And he says that this quote doesn't just apply to China any longer. It applies to us. Here's the quote. We've been harmonized, which is China's term for neutralizing citizens as a threat to the social and political order. People born in the 1980s and afterward are hopelessly lost. The brainwashing starts in nursery school, says Dreher. The state's information control apparatus has demolished the ability of the young to learn facts and contradict the narrative. They live in a completely different world. They've been perfectly manipulated by their education and the party's propaganda. And they ignore reality. It's been made easy for them. Close quote. That's Rod Dreher, who is quoting a Chinese author at that point, who... Was critiquing the cultural revolution of Mao. We've harmonized our citizens, especially those born after 1980, said this author. Brainwashing starts in nursery school. The state's information control apparatus, i.e., your schools, has demolished the ability of your kids to learn facts and to contradict this crazy narrative. Our kids live in a completely different world than us. They've been perfectly manipulated by their schools, by their education, and by the party's propaganda. To the point where they will ignore reality because it's been made easy for them. Close quote. Now, I would argue if you listen really, really closely right now, you'll hear John Dewey's ghost chuckling in the background. Here's a quote from John Dewey, the father of American education, or at least contemporary, This mess, the contemporary mess we're in right now, educationally. Here's what John Dewey once said. You can't make socialists out of individualists. Children who know how to think for themselves spoil the harmony of the collective society. (laughs) Stunning, right? John Dewey actually said that. We're at a tipping point. Are the children yours or do they belong to the state? That's what I was asking last week. Are you responsible for training them up in the way they should go? Or will you simply cede this obligation over to the local government schools? I still stand by that question. And I want you to think about that question very carefully before you answer, because your response may well determine if your daughter grows up in the land of the free and whether or not your son grows up thinking that he has the freedom to steal every ontological right that belongs to your daughter. That's where we are right now. And, I, and I, I believe in that argument. But I was challenged by Dan on, on social media. He's a thoughtful Facebook friend. And Dan sent me a private message. He was gracious enough not to do it publicly. He sent me a private message where he asked the question. He asked me to deal with this issue. And uh, I, I want to read his question to you. He starts out by saying this, I just listened to your podcast episode XYZ about school choice and other stuff with regard to Oklahoma candidates. Great stuff. I agree all the way, he says. Uh, Full stop right here. This is the way we should be dealing with disagreement. He's being nice. He's not taking me to the cleaners and therefore I'm I'm more prone to listen as opposed to him just jumping out of the box and calling me an idiot, right? That's not his style. So he's demonstrating good... Um, good confrontation here. Anyway, back to his question. He, he says, I'd like to hear you articulate the same principles. And what I'm sure you would agree is the more precise truth that the children are, children are God's children and that he has given them to us as his representatives. We are his representatives to steward them according to his law of biblical principles and in such a way as to begin their discipleship in our homes. Okay, he says more but I want to I want to respond to him it, my response is Dan's right he's right this ownership argument of mine is true to a certain extent if it's contextualized in the concept of custodial ship um, you're the custodian of your children um, you don't own them as slaves I had a gentleman on, in the Washington Times who trolls me. He's not nice. He's, I've never said one thing that he's agreed with. I could say the sun is rising in the east and setting in the west, and he would say, yeah, but Trump! I, I could argue that <laughs> water is wet, and he'd say, yeah, but Trump! You're an idiot! Yeah, but Trump! I mean, he's got TDS to the extreme, this guy on the Washington Times uh, commentary. Section where you can actually comment to editorials and op eds. This guy's name is Harry, and he's lost his ever loving mind. So, um, but to be honest, Harry said something that is is right uh, with regard to something I wrote in the Washington Times about parental ownership of their children. That they're the parents, they're not the states. And he said, no, that you don't own your children, Piper. The you, they're not your slaves. You don't own them. Uh, what if the children are being abused? Does the state have the right to or the obligation, the legal authority, the legal responsibility to in, intercede and protect the kids from abusive parents? Legitimate point, even though Harry's style is very annoying. Well, Dan's style is not annoying. Dan is being very gracious, and he's dealing with debate in a healthy way here. He's saying, I see a lot of what you're saying as being true and valid and right. However... Can you comment on the issue of ownership? Who owns these kids? Does God or does the parent? Good question. I don't have, nor do you have ultimate ownership in your children. God has given them to us as gifts. That's a better biblical um, biblically based statement. God has given us our children as gifts. He has charged us to be stewards of their their lives, of their safety, of their minds, and of their souls. We are supposed to train up our children in the way they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart. They are ours in that sense. We have been given covenantal, Legal, okay, the the legal concept of a covenant. We've been given legal and covenantal custodial responsibility for our children. To the extent that when someone else is compromising their safety of body, mind, or soul, we should step in and say, not on my watch, you're not going to do that to my kid, back off. In that sense, they are my children, because God has given them to me as a gift but he has given me them as his property to care for until he claims them in their adulthood as his own so it's kind of like the parables that jesus tells of the vineyard that the the master owns the vineyard and he he leaves for a period of time and grants his servants' care and custody of that vineyard. In a sense, the, the servants are responsible for that. It's theirs. It's theirs because the master is, is on vacation. He's, he's gone. He's off on a work trip or wherever the master is. But he's going to return and he's going to expect his vineyard to be well cared for, well-dressed, and, and not just left unattended. So in that sense, children are a gift. We're given custody of these children. We are to steward them, and we know what our responsibility is because God has told us what that responsibility is, and that is to care for their physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. We are to train up our children in the way our children, yes, our children. God gave them to us, our children. They are a gift of God to us. We are to care for that gift, to be good custodians of that gift, to be good guardians of that gift, recognizing, however, that they're gods in the end, as a vineyard is God's, God also gives these children to us, as his children to care for, and then return to him upon adulthood. Hope hopefully hopefully we've cultivated their their minds and their hearts and their souls properly, so that when they were are old, excuse me, when they are old, they will not depart from the principles that God wanted us to inculcate in them in the first place. So, my my buddy's challenge, Dan's challenge of me is spot on. Uh, I I would argue my my point was valid. I'm not going to give it up completely because God did give me my sons. He didn't give those sons to the government, he gave them to me. And when the government starts compromising their safety or anyone else starts monkeying with their hearts, minds, souls, or bodies, it's my obligation to slap that person, that entity down and say, back off. That's my son. But that's not deep enough. That's not deep enough. He's my son because God has granted me custody, custodial care, custody custody of my son for a period of time, for a period of time, to be a good father and train him up in the way he should go, so that when he is old, he will not depart. So Dan's right. The ultimate ownership of your kids is God's, but the custodial responsibility of that kid is yours, not the government's. And the only time that that changes is when you have a good government that is grounded in self-evident truths endowed to us by our Creator, where the good government recognizes that you have a bad parent that is actually beating or abusing his kid. That would be good government, but we have turned good into evil. Now we have evil government and evil schools that are actually butchering your kids, and they want to hide it from you. At that point, it's your obligation as the guardian of what is ultimately God's to step in the way and say, not on my watch, that's my son, that's my daughter. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion.